Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 110 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. Today, i got a super cool guest on. He's actually a guy that I was working with. I think we finished working with each other at the end of this year. And he's had some amazing changes as a result of rethinking in alcohol in his life. So I wanted to bring him on the show. I wanted him to share with you his experience, but also just to tell you about how coaching helped him along the way. So James, without further ado, welcome to the show, dude. No, thank you for having me. Um, I, I love your work. I love the pod and um, more than happy to come along and share. So pleasure's all mine. Yeah, nice one, mate. And I really enjoyed our time working together. I think we uh, we got through a lot in a short space of time. And I think probably that's what a lot of guys I work with are surprised at how quickly it can change, right? Like in our minds, we think it's going to take forever and ever. Um, but really, you know, within three to six months, like we can already start seeing quite different changes. I mean, maybe I'll just even let you speak to that for a moment. No, well, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Like the changes you can make in six months, I think, yeah, the changes you can make in six months is incredible, really. Like um, when, you, when, you put, when you're putting the thought into it anyway, and I think by the six months of it, we would, we'd, I think we were done talking about alcohol, to be honest. I think mm. the, first, the first few months, that was all we were talking about. But by the end of it, we were talking about um, just general life stuff that I was that was coming up in the week, like stuff I wanted to improve with my relationship with work and stuff like that as well. So um, in terms of like what you can do in six months, it's it's incredible when, you, when you're really putting the work into it. So um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's it, man. And that, that's the difference. You know, I've, I've probably said this on the podcast many times before is like the difference between like taking a break from alcohol and just trying to white knuckle your way through it versus actually taking a break, but like actively thinking about what you're doing and why you're doing it in between is just so invaluable and makes such a huge, huge difference. So, dude, I'd love for you to kind of share why you first reached out to me or like why you decided to rethink alcohol in your life. And and then we can just go from there and just see what comes up, man. So yeah, just tell us about your journey with alcohol. So yeah, I'll, I'll start with how, how I think I started my relationship that I had with alcohol and then obviously talk about what that relationship was and then how that led me to you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, as a, as a kid or as a teenager, I didn't, I didn't actually drink very much at all until I was 18 um and to be honest you probably I wouldn't have seemed like someone that you would have thought would likely to go on to have the relationship I had like I was a, I was a quiet kid I was um I was introverted so I, I I really enjoyed my own space but I think a part of me didn't want to be that person like um yeah. I think when you're at school you're kind of taught if you're quiet and introverted then you're you, you don't socialize well and stuff like that like it's seen as you it's being an being extroverted is seen as like an admirable admirable trait so yeah I, I i when i discovered alcohol i think i 
Um, well, I started to develop a self-belief that I, this version of me is better because everything that I thought I wasn't, like confident, um, interesting, sociable, which is uh, when I was 18 and I started drinking, I, I developed a self-belief that alcohol was giving me what I thought I was lacking, um, which I can definitely say turn, hasn't turned out to be true. But yeah, um, so then... From from then onwards, really, I was I was a binge drinker, and it the binging started quite early, but um, yeah, that carried on throughout most of my twenties, um, probably two or three times per week. So I wasn't dependent in the way that I needed to every day, which probably enabled the patterns because I didn't it didn't seem like there was there was a problem brewing, and then. Um, so yeah, the, the destructive side of alcohol was, was hitting me in, in some ways, like financially, um, I would be just in a pattern of like living paycheck to paycheck. Um, my mental health, it didn't seem too bad, like it was capable, but um it did it always felt like something wasn't really right. Um and then I knew I knew that I wanted to build a better life for myself in many different ways and I knew that alcohol was the the first and the most significant obstacle in achieving that so come probably April 2021 I took about six which is the end I've had many times where I would say stop and say right I'm gonna pack it in for a while and without really without really um putting much into it I would obviously start drinking again but I went about six to eight weeks um which felt good i i felt great actually um i think once the initial motivation and drive wore off and i am um, i almost felt like i was cured which obviously <laughs> you know it's not true now but um well saying you're cured is just the wrong wrong word anyway um so yeah i started drinking again and but after that i, I was drinking probably more regularly but maybe same amount on each session but probably more regularly and it just didn't it just didn't feel right after that um can i just speak to that for a minute sorry james because yeah, i think it like it's, it's it's such a common thing that happens isn't it right like i remember i i did it when i first took a break from alcohol and like tons of other people i speak to have the same experiences that like you you do those six eight weeks 12 weeks whatever it might be and like those thoughts start coming back into your mind of like, oh, maybe I'll just have one. And, you know, it's been long enough. So probably it's probably going to be all right as if you've somehow magically reset what's been going on in your brain mm -hmm. in terms of like your alcohol conditioning. And it just doesn't ever tend to work out that way, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't, which is, which is why I'm a big advocate for taking more than dry January or um, off because I don't think, I just don't think it's enough time. Um, and you, I think people are often spending the, the month waiting for it to end. So yeah. if you're doing that, then you're going to, you, it's almost inevitable that you're going to fall into the same patterns. All you've potentially done is actually could be a negative thing and told yourself that you don't have a, um, that your relationship is fine, that you don't have a problem. And there's a decent chance you do. You've just managed to go a month, but you haven't looked at any of the underlying issues or underlying beliefs or thought process and associations that, um, making you do it in the first place so yeah I, I think I think you're right and I, you'll probably be able to tell me if this is more common it's quite common that when people do take those go back to it they do 
the, the drinking goes up because they um maybe because of the anxiety maybe they've got more of a fuck it attitude where they they think what's the point in trying if i if, I, if i'm going to give in again after six weeks so and that's that's what i found anyway yeah um, i think that uh, you're right yeah because you, then there's like well i did it and it didn't go the way i wanted and then that like extra layer of judgment or shame comes in as well and so you're like well fuck it i may as well just continue right like that's the ultimate fuck it button <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's just like yeah it's just like carrying the fuck it button around with you all the time isn't it and just pressing it whenever yeah whenever right it's just self-fulfilling prophecy right yeah yeah no you're right um so yeah after that i um i think on the back of my mind after I'd stopped for those six to eight weeks, I did think at some point I didn't I didn't really ever vocalize this to anyone, but I did think at, at some point I am going to have to stop or I'm, or I just I'm going to. It was more just a matter of when. Um and then so it was last summer. I, I mean I, I don't regret this because it all worked out well in the end, but I had I probably the heaviest summer I've had in a while. Um and thinking thinking back at it, it was the first full summer after lockdown and stuff as well, wasn't it? So um I was just in I was just in the mood and I had I had a great I had a great summer to be honest. It was it was really fun. But then at the end I I just I, I, I had a feeling it was it was it was the right time to end. And I I have this thing where every winter I'll um I'll say, right, this winter I'm gonna I'm gonna hibernate in my house. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, build up build up a savings account. I'm gonna um, find a better job. I'm gonna start building something. But I but I never do, and well, I never did, and that I, I really really wanted to do that. This winter just gone, but um, and I, I knew how disappointed in myself I'd be if I hadn't. So I thought I'm I, I'm gonna quit now. Um, and I need to do it, I need to do it differently to how I've done it in the past. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same results. And mm. I think you and I had had a consultation a few months a few months prior, but I decided it wasn't the right time. And I've I've been listening to to the pod for for a couple of years by that point. And I think that it was your pod that actually got me thinking about stopping in the, the for the first six to eight weeks. And um, and. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know what coaching was going to be like. To be honest, I thought it was going to be a bit like the pods in a way. Where I say something and you just give me a lesson on how I should how I should act and stuff like that. Um, but I, was, I, was very, yeah. I was very wrong. That's the opposite <laughs> of um, coaching. The opposite. Um, definitely better, like the, the way it actually was, because it it works and I figured things out for myself. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how, that's what led me led me to you. Um, and yeah, I, I well, I quickly learned after we started working together that it was gonna, it was the right, it was the right thing to be doing, and um, I still think I think now it's probably one of the best decisions I've I've made looking back, like to to quit alcohol, but also to um, work with you. I've not met a person yet who regrets giving up drinking. <laughs> Honestly, like mm. it's 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 such a big thing, it's such a big deal, and especially. You know, like when you put the work in, like you have done yourself, man. Like there's so many other things, and we'll get to that because I would, I'd love for you to share like what 
um, stopping drinking has changed for you and how your winter without alcohol went and stuff like that. There's a couple of interesting things you were sharing with us, right? It's like in the beginning, you started drinking because there was this kind of uh, conditioning you received that it's not okay to just kind of be quiet and just want to be by yourself, right? Like as if like, you had to be somebody else. So you, you thought that alcohol would give you what you were lacking, but you only thought you were lacking because of what other people had told you about yourself, right? Yeah. Which, when you're a kid, like it's difficult to know what's yours and what's everyone else's. And more often than not, it's everyone else's, right? Like we just kind of take what we hear and stuff. Yeah. So like that idea alcohol was giving you what you were lacking, but then towards of like your end of your drinking career, quote unquote, right? Like it, the the belief shifted, didn't it? Because now it was like alcohol is taking me away from what I want. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, and you, you you figure out it it was a lie. What like I heard it in a Daffer Laughs podcast. But I don't know if, who originally said it. It might have been him. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, a sobriety gives you everything that alcohol promised you but never delivered. Um, so. Nice. Like alcohol was at the time was promising me, um, like that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a social person that people are interested to be around and um, people who people like choose to be around. And while that was true to an extent, it's so much more true now. Um, and it's it's actually me. It's not a version of me that I'm trying to be for the sake of like fitting into your pack, which is obviously quite important people when they're 18 but um so yeah you, you're, you're right it, um towards the end of your drinking career as you, as you say you, you um you do you, your mindset on things do change on that and you do when you when you start to think about it more and more you start to see it for what it what it really is don't you and um and I, i'm grateful to myself that i figured that out in, in my late 20s instead of in my late 30s or 40s or 50s so um yeah it's definitely it's definitely something to think about yeah and that's one of the questions that i love asking right is like what what's alcohol giving you and what's alcohol taking away from you and when you start like asking yourself those questions you begin to see this it's very unbalanced <laughs> and it, it doesn't get any better over time yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I think people, people who don't do it to excess, then it, they, it, if even they think it's giving them something, but I, it's, I would argue that it's not. You can still do, be doing the same things. That if you if you if you're not drinking to get drunk, you're just having a drink, then you're not the the effects of like the relaxation effects or the um, the just going going for a drink with your friends to socialize and catch up you don't need the alcohol doesn't need to be there for that to happen um so there's very few in, in my opinion there's very few things that alcohol can be giving you but there's so many more things that it can be that it can take away and for some reason it's never the first thing that gets questioned of should this be taken away like if someone is start, mental health is starting to deteriorate if someone's Going like going through repetitive patterns, it's always what are they what why are they behaving like that when they're drunk instead of why are they why do, why don't you just try not to get drunk and that's a 
societal problem more than a individual problem i think because it's you're not you're not taught to question that first when really that should be one of the first things you could question because it does alter your your brain and the way you see yourself and the way you see the world so um yeah I, I, it's definitely that's definitely a thing yeah i think it's like gabble Mate says it's like not not why the addiction but why the pain yeah you know, it's not like not why why you why are you kind of like going out and getting shit-faced and misbehaving but like why the pain that's wanting you to go and do that right like what's the pain behind wanting to just yeah. completely check out from yourself and to be somebody else and yeah yeah and it's often counterproductive isn't it because you well people most people will say it's because they they enjoy it they they, they like going out with their friends and they like and um, having fun but when you when you're doing it to success that's not what you're achieving you you know um you're, you're doing the opposite by that point so it's it's, it's a paradox and it doesn't it doesn't really make sense when you when you stop and think about it that way <laughs> alcohol's full of paradoxes mate you know like i was i was writing something earlier about hair of the dog right you know hair of the dog is like have a drink to get over feeling hungover right but you're you're drinking the thing that's making you feel shit in the first place. Like, yeah, it's just so illogical. And at the time it makes perfect sense to you, doesn't it? Like how many times I've done that. And then, um, and then after the hair of the dog, you, you, after a few hours, you need another one just to keep up that one so that you don't crash again. So, um, yeah. And anything that is the, is the, cause and a, the solution to a problem is um it's toxic isn't it well it definitely needs to be put under a microscope and looked at and <laughs> it's like it's just really giving us what we think it is and so dude i'm curious right you know i think it's so admirable you know like only being in your 20s still and already having made this decision for you i find 10 some of the guys i tend to work with you know like probably more of my age range like later 30s 40s so I think it's awesome that you've done that for yourself and I'm excited for you and your sobriety. But what were some of the fears that came up for you when you first wanted to start rethinking alcohol? Um, I think it, similar fears to what I, what I would have feared when I was 18 and wanting to drink was like, am I going to be, um, is is the way who I am going to be enough to meet meet new people like there's um like dating or um how am I going to go into a new social environment and connect with people I was I was very lucky with the friends I've got I knew I wasn't going to lose them but it was it was similar fears um around around that just well that yeah it was one of the reasons I wanted to stop but I didn't know. I didn't really know who I was without alcohol. Like I didn't. Mm. I didn't really have any. I didn't have many hobbies. I didn't have many like interests and stuff like that. That I meant many activities to engage in other than drinking. So <laughs> yeah, the big thing was like, how do I? What What am I going to do with my time? Like I, I knew I was going to get a lot of it, and but what What am I going to do with that time? Um, yeah. What am I going to do on Friday or Saturday night when? I really want to be out, but um, I 
I'm feeling like I'm depriving myself of something or when emotions start coming in that I can't avoid anymore. Um, lots, lots of those fears and just the idea of never doing something again that you've always done, no matter what that is, that's going to be, that's a scary thought. Um, and also, also scared of, but I think one thing by that point i was more scared of carrying on drinking than i was stopping yeah which is often a good like driver for people to change like when some when the fear of staying the same is greater than the fear of changing and um that's when people change so by that point i was a lot more scared of carrying on my patterns and carrying on with the trajectory that i was on with alcohol which is only going to get worse and i was a lot more scared of that than i was not stopping on this point but yeah um not being able to hide from my feelings anymore was definitely a big one how i'm gonna show up in the world and whether or not i'm gonna be someone that people want to be around like that, that was a big thing um telling people was also a big thing like um again as i say my friends are my friends are amazing so i wasn't i wasn't worried about their reaction to it but and I think they would have, they also knew it was a good idea, but people who knew people that you meet because because of the stigma around and um, giving up alcohol, people who assume you you are you spend every night in a gutter and doing God knows what, which wasn't which wasn't all wasn't really the case. But and um, so yeah, t telling people um, and just. Also, which is still sometimes with me now, to be honest, especially in the summer times. But the idea of just never feeling like you could be silly again, like going to a festival and um, like really, really, really letting loose, and the fear of never, never, never doing stuff like that. And I genuinely, I genuinely, generally also thought that I was going to have to spend my time for a long time as a recluse, like not seeing people because I didn't want. Because I was thought I'm not going to be able to be able to be around the alcohol and stuff, and um, which was it wasn't it wasn't the case at all. But I, that was a gen a really strong belief of mine, and that was how I was going to have to spend like, the next couple of years and and um, essentially my my life. So there was there was a lot of fears around the social aspects of it, but also like just going into an uncertainty of how my life will look. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you identify quite a few fears there. And it's kind of sad, isn't it, that we, we and you're not alone in this, thinking that, oh, well, without alcohol, I won't be able to, like, be silly or let loose or have fun and stuff. And it's like, what, what, why? Like, where does that even come from, right? Like, why does be, being a drinker or, like, drinking alcohol mean that they're the only times you're able to do that for yourself or it's more sociably acceptable, for example? Just, yeah uh, fascinating well i guess that's because that's what you spend the last well for me 10 years for some people longer like believing isn't it like that's if you go yeah. if you're going to have fun then you're also going to drink like how when when you was a drinker how many like how many social events or anything like if you're going to if you're going to the football you're gonna you're gonna have a beer if you're gonna if you're going on a business trip some people are gonna have a beer but if like any any activity, if you're playing cards with the boys, you're gonna you're gonna have a beer or a lot more. So literally every social event is um centered around alcohol. So it's 
it, you're right it's sad but it's also understandable why people think think that because that's what they this, this a self-belief they have which is probably a reason why they do have um problems with their alcohol intake and for how that's how they've maintained that over so many years because that's a belief system they have yeah man yeah it's that alcohol associations and it's alcohol dependency right like you look at it from that perspective is that you're dependent on alcohol to be able to have fun to be silly like whatever it might be to socialize so yeah it it becomes a crutch like it's something that you think you have to have in order to be able to to do those things in your life which which i think is 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 sad and like once you break three free of that and see the other side is like fuck man like you can still do all these things you just don't have to drink at them but that takes time right like it just it's yeah. about like, creating those new experiences for yourself and trusting yourself because you have to be yeah. you have to allow for a lot of um be conscious of yourself in the beginning i find like what what did you notice yeah yeah 100 percent. like when if you if you was having a go out for a drink or I don't know how your friends playing a board game or something you're a lot you're very much aware of yourself and what you're what you're saying and how what you you, you spend a lot of time thinking about oh uh, i hope they're enjoying me even though i'm sober and stuff like that like you're you're, mm. a, lot, you're a lot more aware of whether or not what you say what you say is like you, you really overthink if you if you've said something you think was that the right thing could i have said something better in that moment like even if it's I could I've made a slightly better joke? Could I have? Um, could my input have been greater in, in whatever way? Like you really, you really are much more socially aware. Um, and even even like the way, like where you choose to sit and stuff like that, you're 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 thinking about these things a lot more. Um, so yeah, it 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 does it does take time, and I don't think that it really stops when you stop thinking about alcohol, like. Um, I don't. I don't think about alcohol anymore. I do still. If I'm in when I'm in situations, there is still loads of times where I'm, I find myself um, thinking about how I'm showing up wherever I am, and um, because you're, although you you've got rid of the substance, you still you still got to like it's a skill, isn't it? Like you, you said quite a lot, like learning mm-hmm. how to learning learning how to be the new you, the new you that you want to be. It's a pursuit, and it ta- it takes time, and it's it's very fun pursuit. Like seeing the growth between each occasion you go to is it's really it's really rewarding and really satisfying. Um, but yeah, it take it does it does take time, and it's it's necessary to put in the like the amount of thought that goes into it, and the and the and the out and the time because it, it keeps you it keeps you on the path, and it keeps you from being complacent and then that's when you can slip back into um, a thought process that can lead you to press the fuck it button again um so yeah yeah it does it does it does take time and it takes a compassion for yourself and like understanding and if you if you learn early on that if you the way you show up was okay like nothing bad has happened and you're only, you're only going to become more and more who you want to be as time goes on. Then it's a, and if you don't panic about that, then it's a, it's, it's a fun journey as well. Yeah. Nice mate. Yeah. And it does. It, I mean, like, 
I guess even what we're saying here is a little paradoxical, paradoxical as well, right? Like it does take time, but it doesn't take as long as you think it would, which yeah. is a really cool thing to to think about. So, dude, like, what were some of the things through our work together that really helped you, inspired you, like left their mark? Um. Well, the I think the the main thing which um. I think it's a case of probably quite a lot of boys that you work with, like, it's, um, and I say boys because it's probably more of a common thing with men and women, but just having someone to talk to about this stuff that you've probably, I don't know if you hear this a lot, but I'd never really spoken to, I had these conversations before, like half the stuff I was saying, you were the first ever to hear that coming from my mouth. Mm. Um, maybe I've had a conversation when I was drunk or something, but this was like, the first time I'd actually had these was conversations as me and it was I thought it was going to be massively out, out of my comfort zone which is one reason why I wanted to do it because I wanted to get out of my comfort zone but it was so so much easier than I thought it was going to be because it was such a nice feeling and um, like being able to articulate it to you someone who understands and someone you, I respect as well and just having just having the space to talk about talk about myself, which is something I don't usually like doing either, for an hour every week. It's um yeah, that that was the that was the main that was the main thing. And that's the if I if I was to recommend it to anyone, then that's the main thing I'd say. And it's also like it's a positive experience as well. Like I think people often associate talking to someone as like a negative thing. Like you talk, you're, you're dealing with like underlying issues and stuff, but that's more therapy. Whereas what we're doing, it's more like it's goal orientated. So you're not you you acknowledge the past, and which is obviously necessary, but you're working. You're it's what you're running towards instead of what you're running from. Mm. So just having that positive conversation every week and then feeling great afterwards was was well, that was the main thing and. We, we, so we, we did articles on a Monday, so every weekend I had in the back of my mind that I'm going to do this call on Monday, and it, it, it kept me in line, it kept it helps with accountability, but also I didn't want to come to you with a conversation about how I slipped up, I wanted, I wanted to come to you with a conversation about what I'd taken from the weekend and what I'd learned, mm. so... I would have that on my mind all weekend as something to look forward to. It wasn't like a, oh, I've got to do that call with Patrick on Monday. That's that's annoying. It was like, ah, oh, like this is great. I've got like, something's happened to me this weekend, and I had to get to discuss it with Patrick on Monday. And then I started my week with positivity, which um, was also which is also super valuable. Um, and then there's also like the the exercises as well like one exercise that stuck out to me probably the, the most well, it was a very simple one it's not even alcohol related it was like the 100 things that you want exercise oh, yeah. and which was we literally just list 100 things that you want so that could be anything from i want to buy a new car i want to live with purpose I want to show up better as a family member, literally like a hundred things that you want. And why I think that was so powerful is because at the end of it, you're looking at this list and you're looking at it thinking, wow, like 
these all like most fast like 90 percent of these are very achievable like they're not this isn't like some of them were maybe maybe a bit more unrealistic but it was just like a, a dream but most 90 percent of them were, were very achievable so anyone listening now can can do it so like today you know, if you just write 100 things that you want and then look at the list and it's there's most of the stuff you can do and then what that does it just gives you like something something that you're working towards then like you're not this it, it, it shows you what possibilities are out there and when you create alcohol you're giving yourself a gift which is time and finances and mental space to um really think about what you're going for and um think about the tools that you can use to get get you to those places so although it's, it's it was a very simple exercise it was um it, it was really powerful for me because it just yeah it, it showed it showed me what what i can go for in my life if i really want to and what i'm giving myself the opportunity to go and get um and yeah so that, that was a, that was an amazing one and one where another one we started with like the values exercise um yeah foundation was, right yeah yeah and it it um it showed you it, it helps show you who you are and like it helped reinforce the decision i made was a good decision because i um the values weren't in line with um what with drinking and on that topic actually i did this a month ago something you might find interesting um i thought about the values and i thought i wondered if they're still the same from when i when we did the exercise but the thing that i thought thing you might find interesting was i thought about what my values might have been when i started drinking and compared mm -hmm. them to what they were then when I stopped and what they are now and at the time I think it would have been stuff like popularity and being interesting and and not not feeling alone and stuff which when you think about that it kind of makes sense that that's why you started drinking so much at the time and then when you look at your values at the end that it makes sense that that's why you're questioning it now so it almost gives you um like a bit of compassion in that things happened the way they were supposed to and like there's nothing wrong with you it's just you your who you are has changed and it, it, the way you behaved at the time there's there's reasons for it other than you just fucking up time and time again like and it's also a very addictive substance obviously so um yeah the exercise so yeah go back to coaching the the exercises were um also fantastic so it gave you stuff to take home and to think about and think about things in a way you you hadn't really before so yeah um i, I really enjoyed really enjoyed those nice and may i love that values exercise that you created as well like a timeline of values and yeah, exactly as you said right like you know like in our teenage years like those years there's so much going on like there's so much we genuinely want to be socially accepted, right? In our peer groups and stuff like that, or like all through teens, early twenties, even. So yeah, being able to look back and to see like, oh yeah, fuck, like 
James wanted all these things and he thought alcohol was the way to get there. Like it makes you can, as you said, it makes a lot of sense and you can have a lot of compassion for that version of you rather than kind of beating them up and judging them. And I think that's really powerful to make peace with that. Right. Like realize he was doing what he, he was only doing what he thought was best at that time. And like, it's only now looking back that you can go, all right. Okay. So yeah, probably wasn't as as good as it could have been, but like you just didn't know any different. Right. So yeah, really accepting that in yourself. That's really, really cool, man. Yeah. Um, like it's like what you've said, you've said quite a few times before, like you can only connect the dots afterwards, can't you? Um Yeah, exactly, so man. Yeah, I, I love that quote. I couldn't foresee what I was gonna what I didn't know what, what was gonna happen at the time, but um yeah, looking back, it 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 makes sense. And um yeah, it 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 is, it is a nice way to make peace with yourself, I think. And how fucking fun, right? Like that quote, you can, you can only join dots looking backwards to think like, okay, so right now this dot of me stopping drinking, like, fuck, what's that going to look like in another 10 years time when I look back yeah. at this point in my life? So, so good. Yeah, and those um, exercises that you mentioned, you know, they're all really powerful. I think the values one just really gets to the root of of what's important to you. And even if it's, you know, you're not in alignment with it right now, or if, even if it's not important to you right now, it's something that you're aspiring to, then that's so good to kind of use it as a navigation tool, I guess, as to to who you want to be in this world. Something you said, and I'm going back a little bit here, but I think it was really important. You said, you know, that you came on the calls and it'd be the first time that you'd ever spoke to somebody about what was going on for you and just what was happening in your mind. And it's so common, mate. Like, and and for myself and for many of the guys that I work with, you know, we could put we could categorize it as a sober first, right? Like, for yeah. it's the first time that you've spoke to another man about how you're feeling. It's the first time that you're being honest with yourself. It's the first time that you really want to commit and make a change, like stopping drinking. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal, man. On on that as well, like for anyone who's thinking about it, and if that. If they're, if they're similar in that they haven't really had these conversations before, having having the conversation is so much better than thinking about it because when you're thinking about it, you just think about the same thing over and over again and you often take what you're thinking as truth, as it, like what you, th- you think what you're saying is, what you, th- you think what you think is 100% true and because you've developed that thought over time. But you quickly learn that it's not necessarily the truth, but you also get, and it's ne- with the nature of coaching being, obviously you asking questions, I'm, I'm, we're doing the talking, you elaborate on what you've thought so much more than when you think about it by yourself. So you you learn, you, you learn a lot more about yourself than you were just sitting there taking time to reflect because you're forced to elaborate on it. You're putting language to stuff that you haven't before. So when, you say it out loud sometimes even before you've had the chance to challenge it you think actually that that doesn't make sense when I've said it out loud so you do learn so much more about yourself just by speaking it rather than thinking it and that's and what that's what coaching is about it's not about you telling us what to do it's you you're providing a tool for us to realize it for ourselves and to think it for ourselves so um yeah, if anyone who's anyone who's thinking of, thinking about coaching and they're in a similar situation where they haven't thought they haven't spoken to anyone about this sort of stuff before, that is 
probably the best thing about it is that, that you do have to spend thoughts a lot more and you do learn so much more about yourself than you would if you were just spending time reflecting Yeah. so much more Yeah, man, the power of a coaching conversation is just immense. It truly, truly is. All right, yeah cool. Well, there you go, guys. Listen to James's words there. Like it can be so powerful to have a conversation just to get out of your own head. And I love what you said there, right? Like when you're trying to figure figure out the problem in your head, right? Like you're using the same brain that created it in the first place, which is so why having somebody else there to witness what's going on. And 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 as you said, often it's not even me kind of giving you insights, it's you giving yourself insights, going, actually, that that's a load of nonsense. Now I've just said that out loud. That's not true. And that's uh that's a cool thing to witness. So, dude, what's changed for you since you've stopped drinking then? Where do I start? Um, well, the, the main thing is my outlook, I think, on on myself and the world. Like, the world literally does seem like a brighter place. Um, I'm a lot less fearful of how the future looks and how my capability of making the future look how I want. Um, that's... That's the most transformational thing for me, I think, because that, that was a big problem of mine. And it's it's a euphoric feeling, like just the world literally seemed like a brighter place and like just seeing the world as a world as a place of opportunities rather than a place of like annoyance or um negativity. Like the world seems like it's mine for taking a lot more. Um My my moods so much more consistent. Um, like beforehand, my my mood before and after um, a drink, if I was in a bad mood, would be like insanely different. Whereas now I'm just a lot more consistent. Um, even like like socializing, my my relationships with my friends have got better than than beforehand, which is, I think. I might be I might be a lucky one there because I've got amazing friends but I think if you work on your relationships and creating them in a new way instead of avoiding avoiding them because then um you, you're giving yourself space to have a lot more deeper connections and um there's lot there's often people that are, are in a similar situation than you was before and now you've You've done something like proof to them that it's it's a doable thing to do, and um, yeah, my, my relationships have improved a lot more with friends and family. Like I, sh I think I show up in a lot better of a way. I I do get the impression that people like like to have me around more. Um, like people people seem more engaged with me, like and I'm more engaged with them. Um. Yeah, like men mental space to think about things, like to think about myself, to think about um what I'm doing, to think about other people. Um that's gone up loads and like the 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 time I've got to spend on thinking about thinking about things, thinking about myself has improved, but also the quality of time, like because I'm not spending my time feeling feeling as anxious, because that's another thing that's improved, or And um, feeling insecure about stuff, it gives you more of a, a level-headed um, mind mind 
the frame of mind to think about things in a more useful way. Um, so that that's 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 improved loads. My health, my health has improved. Um, nothing, nothing extraordinary in that sense, but you, but you can feel it. You can like sleeping and stuff like that. Like it's just so much better. Um, and you've got you've got more space to with diet to to really live like how with things like diet. That's just a, a symptom of you. You're able. You have the space to be more purposeful with the way you live. Like you can design it however however you want. Um, but the the biggest the biggest thing, and I think I remember saying to, this to you in a coaching call that like sobriety is just a um a big self discovery journey. Um, yeah. and so you you know yourself so much more and you're if you allow yourself to be at peace with who you are then that's that that's that's the key and i i do know myself a lot more and i'm more happy to be who who i want to be rather than who i was um not not that i was trying to be some some someone else as such but you are doing things that are against what you what you'd really want to be doing which is create which creates conflict in your head so there's a lot less of that going on and yeah i'm just i'm just a lot more at peace man um life's just life just looks better and <laughs> um in in every way really there's, mm. i can't i can't think of the, the thing we talk about with silliness say eh? that's the only thing that pops up from time to time Maybe if all my friends at a festival or an event or something, but um, I, I, I'm, yeah, just in every way I can think of, life's just better. And what I'd say to anyone is, is uh, this was my the things I've described is my version of better, but um, it's hard, it's hard to see how if you if you are if you are thinking of questioning your alcohol intake, then how it can't it can only be better for you as well it was just whatever better it is it'll be your version of better and yours only which is the incredible thing about it really yeah man no one can argue with that at all and uh (laughs) that silliness thing right like i don't i think it's more an adult thing than anything right i think it's just like when (laughs) when we get older we're like oh we can't can't be silly you know i think i think that's more of a um adult thing than a drinking thing but like drinking gives you the permission to be childlike in a sense you know like to have fun in that way so that could be a whole other topic of conversation yeah thanks thanks for sharing that man like so many positives coming from all of that and you know there's that question right like oh who am i without alcohol and what if instead of asking who am i without alcohol you're like who do i want to be without alcohol right <laughs> and do that exercise like james did you know start looking at your, your hundred ones like what do you want out of life like start giving your sobriety purpose man i think that's one of the biggest things that you can do like really start having hard whys behind why you want to make this change for yourself james been a absolute pleasure having you on mate as you are pretty well aware by now i like to ask all my guests a question <laughs> and yeah. i'm going to ask you so what does it mean to be radically human? Well, what I'd, what I'd say to that is hum, humans, well, it's what separates us from other animals. Humans have an, an ability to be 
so individual and like the, the scope of the variety of personalities that people can be is incredible and unfortunately the world is set up where it's difficult to be that so I think to be radically human is just it's the pursuit and just being whoever whoever that is just being as you as you can possibly be or be working towards being as you as you can possibly be and that's an incredible thing about um sobriety and giving up alcohol is because that's exactly what you're doing yeah beautiful be more of you that's it yeah and 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 i think like through sobriety like you you begin to discover that as you said it's a, a complete journey of self-discovery 100 percent. nice yeah. all right man well listen thanks i appreciate you for coming on i i know that you said this was out of your comfort zone right like so this is just like an extension of of of, of your sobriety i guess and like what you're doing with it so i really appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey and story i think it's really important no so as i said at the start it's pleasure's all mine the work you do is fantastic it's it's changed my life it's changing other people's life i, lo I love this pod and um yeah um the pleasure's all mine wicked all right well thank you james thank you guys for listening i will see you again same time next week take care and bye bye